People today need a lot more evidence to explain why men and women are so different. There's not a lot of conversation that allows us to say we're different. We all know biologically, women's hormones are very different from men's. This is understandable when you just look at hormone tests. Resetters, Dr. Mindy here, and I am on a mission to teach you just how powerful your body was built to be. This podcast is about giving you the power back and helping you believe in yourself again. Let's jump in. On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I bring you Dr. John Gray. I hope you guys know who this man is, but if you do not, you are in for a mind-blowing, relationship-enhancing, self-awareness-improving conversation. Woo! I cannot say enough about what I just experienced talking to this man. So, John Gray is the author of, and hopefully you know this, from Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. He has a new book out called Beyond Mars and Venus. And why I wanted to bring him on to the podcast was because in the new book, he talks about the power of hormones on our behaviors and our relationships. So hopefully you all know, that I time everything to hormones. I time not just fasting. Of course, that's what I am educating people on, but I time foods to hormones. I We are timing supplements. We're timing exercise. Everything for women and what you're going to hear in this episode, also men, should be timed to hormones. So when I read his book, Beyond Mars and Venus, it blew my mind because all of a sudden I realized that how I interacted with my husband affected my estrogen, progesterone, and testosterone, and how I communicated to my husband affected his testosterone. And when we can understand each other's hormones, we can actually synergize our relationships. And it's not just our romantic relationships. It's also our friendships. It's our work relationships. It's how we communicate with the same sex, the opposite sex. We can start to learn how to have deeper connections with people in a way that not only benefits our own hormones, but benefits theirs. And if there's anything that I love more than fasting, it is hormones, and you will be blown away by this discussion. So it is going to be one of those you're going to need to go back and listen to, and you it, it will absolutely change the way that you approach your stress. It will change the way you look at what to do at the end of a long work day. It will change the way that you communicate to your spouse. It's unreal. And so Dr. John Gray, here you go. Enjoy. Just like you know, I have geeked out on hormones and fasting. You yeah. have, have now geeked out on hormones and relationships, and I can't wait to have this conversation. So let me just start off by welcoming you to the Resetter podcast. Well, thank you so much. I'm really happy to spend this time with you, Dr. Mindy. Yeah, thank you. So here is, I'm just going to go right to the hormones because when I 
I actually listened to your most recent book and it was so good. I then bought it so that I could physically read it. And the two chapters that just blew my mind was the one on testosterone and the one on estrogen. And this idea that the way men and women need to manage cortisol spikes is different according to our, our testosterone and estrogen needs. So can we just jump into Absolutely. the hormonal aspect of this? Absolutely. You know, I wrote Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus 27 years ago. It's still a bestseller around the world, but it, the world has changed a lot. And so I needed to update that book. And people today need a lot more evidence to explain why men and women are so different and, and what's happened to us today, because there's a big switch in our hormones. <laughs> so the world's yeah. a different place. And I think for everybody listening to me, at least when we talk about men and women in relationships, there's not a lot of conversation that allows us to say we're different. And I thank you, Dr. Mindy, and all the researchers into women's hormones, because that becomes something that nobody can disagree with. <laughs> we all know biologically, women's hormones are very different from men's. This is understandable when you just look at hormone tests. So I'm going to go with just simple, basic things. And I love talking with you. We're so much aligned in terms of understanding our hormones. It's so important because simply put, for men, typically speaking, a man needs 10 to 20 times more testosterone in order to not be in the stress zone. Okay. So he's, oh, wow. If a man has producing, if a man's producing, uh, adrenaline, which is the precursor to cortisol. His testosterone is going up when he's producing adrenaline, but his estrogen's rising. And as his estrogen rises, as his female hormone, his testosterone at a certain point will start to go down and estrogen becomes dominant. For example, when a man is angry, he's not testosterone dominant, he's estrogen dominant. When a man is depressed, he's estrogen dominant, not testosterone dominant. When a man is confident, he's testosterone dominant. And when he's testosterone and happy, he has high levels of estrogen, but he's still testosterone dominant. So this Crazy. is, this is just think of it. Masculine energy is your testosterone side for women. You have a testosterone side and men have an S and, and men have an estrogen side as well. And we know women estrogen is a key player along with progesterone and those are key th and testosterone. But the, the reality is that women's cycle and after beyond cycling has a huge impact on, are they nurturing the right hormones at that time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so what, what you bring to the table, I love it. I love it. And I'm learning from you on fasting. Thank uh, you. It's just so, I'm an intermittent faster, faster as well. And now I'm going to really encourage women when to do it because yeah. I didn't have that knowledge other than today. Yeah, thank you. Uh, so many, so many women will say, "Oh, I just can't do it. It makes me crazy." And, and now I know why. It's, it's simply because you need to do it at a certain time in your period. And they have to go yes. to you to find that information. That's yeah. so good. Yeah, and thank what you. What I'm explaining is where the best times for romance, for example, are. <laughs> it's the time when yes. you don't want to be fasting. That's when your romance levels are. De you're dependent on stimulation to go to a higher level of estrogen. So what mm -hmm. I talk about is to get right into it. Managing stress, when women's hormones are deficient or they're out of balance, she will experience adrenaline and cortisol, and that inhibits all health and inhibits your mm -hmm. mood. What happens, and when a man's testosterone is low, uh, when his estrogen is too high compared to his testosterone, he will be in the stress mode. So a depressed man has just low testosterone. He could also have low estrogen as well. 
But an angry man, a violent man, an irritated man, a pouting man, a rigid man, all the worst qualities of masculinity only occur when his testosterone is low and that sort of aggressive side of him happens when his estrogen is high. This is amazing information. And so, uh, you know, love, think about, so what are some of the qualities of testosterone when your testosterone is healthy and your female hormones are in balance, Uh, particularly estrogen, uh, when estrogen is where it needs to be at that time of your period of your cycle or afterwards, you feel love, you feel happy, Mm -hmm. you feel appreciation, you feel trusting what's happening there. Those are the natural qualities uh, appreciation, trusting, accepting, grateful, uh, validating. There's like the positive side that we all have only occurs when our estrogen, our progesterone is in the right place at the right time of the month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> This is amazing stuff. And for men, all of his uh, negativity, as I said, associated with low testosterone or low testosterone and high estrogen. Uh, now you have a few variations of this. Is it 10 times higher as your basically your average for men when they're experiencing well-being. Mm. And when you have romantic feelings for someone, your testosterone is going even higher than just well-being. So as a man, you know, I, I love my wife. I look close to her, whatever. And there's sometimes when I'm really want to be connect with her, I'm feeling a need to connect with her, that feeling, the need to collect, connect with her emotionally and physically to what I miss her. I want to be with her. What's going on with my hormones at that time? My testosterone is higher than where uh, it needs to be if I'm going to feel drawn to her. My testosterone goes higher than my average well-being. Now I want my estrogen levels to come up to find the right balance for me. And the right balance for me is, is somewhere where my estrogen is high, but my testosterone is higher. So my, so let's say I'm working really, really hard and I'm on my traveling, I'm away from my wife because any kind of connection, personal connection produces estrogen. Right. So this is the whole thing about what, as a therapist, why 90% of the people that come to a therapist are women, because you get a chance to do two things, to feel safe and depend on someone to fulfill a very important need, which is to feel heard, to be seen is a very, very big thing for a man. Go over to your male side is I want what I do to be heard and seen and valued. See, men are all about, look what I can do because that produces testosterone And we're also about, I'm a loving person. I'm a caring person. I'm a good person. That's my estrogen side. And we have both sides. The difference between men and women, uh, to be a little political for a moment, the way I would define a woman (laughs) is she has a whole different set of hormones that require different needs, which allows her to be her best self. And her her, her best self is a balance of masculine and feminine. And therefore she's not that different from a man in terms of behavior and responses when she's in her best self. And a man, when he's in his best best self is we'll call authentic self, whole self is not that different from a woman. So, you know, you know, when I say men and women are different, those differences show up the most when our hormones are out of balance. And so we know that we know that another practical insight for both women and men to know is when, when you have uh, if you're in one part of your cycle and your estrogen's too low, and this is paradoxical about women, which is, as you know, when she <laughs> when it, towards ovulation, her estrogen levels are rising. Let's say they're not, then she's going to be stressed. Then afterwards, she still needs estrogen, but her progesterone still needs to be rising. Otherwise, she'll be needy in the relationship. She'll be looking for the wrong thing. 
Mm. This is very interesting. Is that at time your needs are changing? A human being has one of my books called How to Get What You Want, Want What You Have. It's in my, my book on success and happiness and fulfillment. It doesn't focus on the hormones like the new book, but it explains something very important. As human beings, we have a variety of emotional needs. And let's say you've been alone for a while, you feel the need for intimacy with someone. And while you're filling up with intimacy, it's so fulfilling, but you may be neglecting all your other emotional needs to produce your estrogen. See, Mm. for example, when you're nurturing a child, it's producing estrogen, a lot of estrogen, and and ironically, the right amount of testosterone. Uh, Because when you're you're giving to a child that way, you're doing it from a place of, of, we can, it's a kind of unconditional love, which means I'm not doing this to make money. Right. Yeah. Okay. So definitely not. <laughs> you're not doing that to make money. That is, that's <laughs> so the whenever, best. whenever you're giving of yourself to not make money, you're actually on your female side. When you're giving of yourself to make money, that's goal oriented. Then you're more on your male side. And there's nothing Amazing. wrong at all with women going to their male side. The problem is they sometimes disconnect as most commonly, they're not also nurturing their female side. So let's right. say you're a woman CEO and you're do, running your business. That's all testosterone production. So how do you stay in balance? Well, there's two ways. One is after work, you go to a world which produces lots of estrogen. And what is that? Okay. So to summarize that, it's anything that makes you feel happy, makes you feel good, makes you feel relaxed. And, and one of the phrases for it that I like is do what you like. Whenever Mm. you're doing what you like to do, you're making estrogen. When you're doing what you don't like to do, but you have to do in order to make money or even even what you have to do to take care of your children, you're basically making testosterone, but that's okay because you're also making estrogen because you're you're giving from your heart for your children. You're not giving for your money. And, And so there's a impersonal side of life and a personal side of life. And everything to do with personal side of life is gonna be estrogen stimulating. Now, some of those things which are estrogen stimulating are good for you. They're always going to help lower your stress temporarily, but some things like overeating, for example. I, yeah, I was going to say, how do you define good? Because That's right. you, could, That's you right. could go crazy on this one. So go for it. So if you just look at hormones, anytime we simplify things, knowing that life is complex and it's a blend of both these opposite things all the time, but we just look over to estrogen side. What makes estrogen rise is when you feel trust Mm -hmm. and you can depend on something to make you happy. So food always makes us happy, right? And so overeating, if you're low in estrogen, let me just eat some food. Mm. And the more I depend on that food to be happy, that I'm depending on that. You see, for males, their big problem is not always food, but can be to some extent. But for them, we have this new thing called porn. This Mm -hmm. is... All introduction human, never, never in history, unless you were the emperor of a of China, could you have 64,000 women wanting to have sex with you, or at least pretending to want to have sex with you? Wow. That's, That's his a, harem. Yeah. With a thousand. Okay. And that kept his testosterone up because a new <laughs> woman every time, new and different, new and different, stimulates dopamine, which gives him a boost of testosterone. But unfortunately, if it's new and different every time, that creates a change in the brain where you depend upon high dopamine stimulation to produce the testosterone you need to feel good. So that's what's called a behavior that makes you feel good because it gives him a surge of testosterone, but now he's addicted to that high dopamine stimulation of new and different and is unable to maintain intimacy 
with his partner, with his wife. She, there's no longer any intimacy with him. Wow. So this is like amazing information because people today are always, oh, you know, men are, are, are basically biological uh, polygamists. Okay. We're supposed to spread our seed everywhere. And, and yes, men are also violent too, biologically. Uh, that's your primitive brain. Your primitive brain, if somebody hurts you, it says you need to be eliminated. That's a part of all of us. Wow. But we're not just a monkey, okay? We're right. not just a snake, okay? We have this prefrontal cortex up here, which elevates us to our, our humanness and even our divineness, which is, you know, I consider divineness is all the, whenever you're following that, which is good for you, life supporting, your divine is coming through. And it comes through with the prefrontal cortex of the brain. When you're experiencing hormonal imbalance, the prefrontal, tech, the prefrontal cortex of the brain will tend to, become diminished and you start just reacting based upon childhood conditioning, or if it's a high stress, you react based upon primitive instincts. Okay. Yes. So this is different parts yes. of the brain get activated depending upon how stressed you are. Yes. The first level of stress is adrenaline. The next one is cortisol. And there you're pretty much going on instinct and you, but even when you're kind of like just normal, you're not life threatening or whatever, what's happening is you have two parts of the front brain which are regulated by your hormones. Okay. So this is, and the front brain regulates your hormones as well. It's basically different parts of the body in relationship. So for example, if I'm a woman and I'm looking at all the problems in my life, basically what's going on is my testosterone is going up for a woman. And in the prefrontal cortex, it's the right prefrontal cortex that becomes activated, which is the worrier, which is the pessimistic. Yes which is know, looking for I know, the problem. I know her. I know her. <laughs> <laughs> and, and let's take it to the worst level, which is so common today for many people, is they put those people who are worrying, uh, who are upset, or they're crying, or they're depressed, or they're anxious, which is all right prefrontal cortex brain activity. They put them in an MRI, and they see that they're having a dopamine experience similar to cocaine. From worrying. From worrying, from negative thinking, so it's negative a, thinking. It's addictive. It's addictive. It is just as addictive as cocaine. And what Ooh. happens is when you have high dopamine stimulation, the normal functioning of the brain change where it becomes dependent upon high dopamine stimulation. And literally, for example, the first time you take cocaine, if you've taken it, uh, 30% of your dopamine receptor sites practically disappear. Hmm. That means your ability to feel pleasure is one third it taken away. And so when wow. you don't feel pleasure, then you, your brain seeks out that pleasure to be motivated. And now you just reinforce the problem and gradually life and life becomes more boring without your drug. And so which life, is worry, which in this case is in this worry. case is worrying. It's worrying. And it's basically, which is caused by when your hormones go out of balance, Okay, so you're a woman, you're, you're worrying, which means I can't depend on others. Mm. I have to do it myself. Okay, I can't depend on others. I have to do it myself. Does that sound familiar? Or what, oh, what yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you might have been in my, my kitchen this morning having a it's cup of coffee woman. with me. <laughs> I, I can't say it's every woman because I don't, haven't counseled every woman. But any woman that comes to my office, over millions of people have taken my workshops and thousands of people have taken my counseling. You know, basically... They think I'm a mind reader. I go, no, you're just every other woman in a certain way. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah. It, it's a, it's amazing what goes on with the hormones. And so 
but just to know when your harm, if you're a woman, your hormones are out of balance for your age and where you are in life, if they're out of balance for you, and we know general indicators of what out of balance looks like, and you would be an expert at that as well. And, but just simply put, when you compare a woman to a man, which I like to differentiate, it also helps us to know ourselves is we're, we're the same and we're different. And what's interesting is that's what a university used to teach unity in diversity, unity Mm -hmm. in diversity. So what is similar in us and how are we diverse? And well, everybody talks about diversity today, but basically they're saying men and women are the same. Yeah. Well, yeah. So interesting on that. We are the ones have a biological, I mean, here's the Supreme court person. (laughs) Can you define a woman? The simplest thing, hormones are, women can make babies, men can't, and they can't say that politically because we've just gone off the cliff in terms of logic today. But thank goodness we have science where you basically can say, yes, we can all, I can be conditioned to be a woman. There's no question about it. You can be, but my hormones will still be masculine and I'll be depressed. I need stimulation from my culture that says I'm a man and I need particular kinds of support. And women need stimulation from the culture that's telling you how to behave. You know, we follow the leader, kind of we duplicate a huge amount of us is just what we've been trained to be. If I've been trained to be a man, I'm a woman, I'm going to have so many hormone problems. Mm-hmm. Oh my okay, gosh. So, yeah. so now we're talking about women and menopause and beyond menopause. If you've had unsuccessful relationships with men, you're alone in the world. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to be making your, it's, it's a feeling of, I have to do it myself. I have to do it myself. I don't have someone I can depend on for help. And it's depending on for others for help that is a primary producer of estrogen. Okay, so this is key. So I don't don't want to lose this point because this was my huge, I literally was listening to your book on a plane heading to Vegas for a conference I was speaking at. And I, when I heard you talk about the difference between men and women and how we handle stress according to our hormones, I like almost jumped out of my chair. I was like, oh my gosh, so estrogen, what? And I want you to really like lay this out. So estrogen, when we're stressed, has a different need in a woman than testosterone in a man when he's stressed. That's we right. Ha- so explain that because okay, very simply put, if I'm stressed, it's always when a man is stressed, what's happening is this. First of all, let's preface what does what makes a man feel really good? We all know this to be the case when he's confident and he's successful. Okay, that that's his whole thing. Or when his team, you know, when you look at when men's testosterone goes the highest, it's when they're their team wins. So if they love their team and they win, men's testosterone are shooting up. That's crazy. It's it's crazy stuff. And and for a woman, she can have her testosterone go up because it's her team too. But her estrogen is going to go up if she knows the players. Okay. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is my parents. They're warrior fans. And when they sit down, my dad wants to make sure they're in their eighties. He wants to make sure they win. And my mom wants to tell me, about all the couples and who's dating who and what the relationships are like of the players. This is exactly right. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. And so, so there's different hormones even being stimulated then. And so, but when a man feels unsuccessful and we're always, you know, when you get up in the morning, you look at your, you put on your makeup, you put on your hair, you look, you look at the mirror and say, how do I look today? What do I want to wear today? I don't want to be boring. I want to look pretty. I want to do the, you have your preferences. What do you want to eat today? The, all these activities 
are estrogen stimulating, they're personal activities, particularly if it's, I'm going to do what I like to do. Mm-hmm. They would, now, if you look historically, it's, a lot of stuff has changed now because we've become more like each other, but our hormones are still a million years of evolution. We are very, very different. Yes. So if you look at kind of men and outfits, for, for example, <laughs> men used to, if you're a chef, you get to wear a big white hat. If you're the top chef, you get a bigger hat. Okay. <laughs> it's just like, if you're a soldier, you get badges and you have a uniform, you wear it every day. Your outfit demonstrates your competence. And is that, is that raising your testosterone? Yes, yes, yes. I remember as a little boy watching this cowboy movie of this famous cowboy who got old, became an alcoholic, you know, they didn't need him anymore. And then finally, this girl, young girl goes, we need you. We need you. Come on. As a, oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. His estrogen's high. He just wants to lay around, do nothing, no motivation. I'm done with all that. She says, no, we need you. Nobody can do this, but you, you are the one. So need wakes up a man's motivation. So then he says, okay, I'll do it. And you watch this transformation in him. I remember it as he started putting on his cowboy outfit. I mean, he had this very cool cowboy outfit. And and this is what I feel like sometimes when I put on my suit to go out, you know, I'm putting on my outfit. This makes me the expert, you know, is that this is men's makeup is what car I'm driving, what, what my books are behind me. I've written 28 books, bestsellers. Yeah. It's just like, it's That's for your testosterone. Huh? Exactly. It's a <laughs> testosterone booster. It's a testosterone booster. So that's primary, not that a woman couldn't want to show her books and whatever you've got your wonderful books behind you, but that's not your major source of hormonal no. balance. The hormonal balance for a woman is I have a voice and I'm seen and I am heard and I have help. I need I have support in my life. I don't have to do it all myself. And, you know, I see your big smile as you're talking to me. That's the voice. I like what I'm doing. I'm enjoying, I truly am enjoying what I do. It's who I am. It's authenticness. And that's the interesting thing. If we look at our authentic, you know, everybody's talking about, I want to be my authentic self. What is your authentic self? Well, that would be the part of you that's not just masculine, not just feminine, but it's a blend of both. Mm. So if you're the, if you're the CEO and you're a woman or you're stressed in your work, Okay, you're on your male side. You need to be able to anticipate coming into an environment when you leave work that is very, very supportive, more so mm. than than a traditional environment. Okay, so if you're way on your male side and you come home to a traditional environment where you had children and you had dishes to clean or a house to clean or food to cook, well, those are all nurturing activities. They're estrogen stimulating. But if you're way on your male side, you need more than that. And that's what the wake up call is in this book is that women today have a new need and men have a new need as well. What is that? So, okay, wait, we have to unpack a lot of what you oh, just I said. said. So I didn't want to go too far. <laughs> you know, I keep going, you know. <laughs> so, so I, cause I, you know, as a woman who has had a career, I can definitely say that I know when I, you know, move into my more masculine side, that I tap into that testosterone, but transitioning back into the household hasn't always been the easiest. So what I hear from you is I should cook dinner. I actually really like dinner cooked for me. Yes, that feels yes. nurturing. Yes. See, nurturing is one activity. It, 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 it Nurturing produces estrogen because when you're giving without making money, what you're getting back, you don't just nurture anybody. You might nurture your dog who loves you unconditionally. You nurture your child that loves you unconditionally. So giving to a child, I'm here with my little kids. 
the women would come visit Bonnie's friends. They come, they all want to hold the baby and they want to change the diapers of the baby. Who wants to change diapers? <laughs> right. It, it's like nurturing is a estrogen stimulating activity because you're getting, you need to feel that unconditional love. And it's a part of who you are as a woman. So it, the, all the other aspects of estrogen production are feeling someone's doing something for me. The only one, see, when you're doing something for somebody else, you're on your male side. That's testosterone. That's testosterone. So when you're in a relationship, we'll look at unsuccessful relationships, successful relationships. Both have to do with giving. Uh, unsuccessful relationship is called giving too much. And that a mm -hmm. successful relationship is giving and a rest, giving back what you've received. Right. It's, it's it's not reciprocity. It's, it's a back recipro and forth. That's what I was trying yeah. to say in that context. Yeah. Reciprocity. There's a sense of women have a basic uh, female gene. It's very strong compared to a man. We'll just put it in terms of we don't really know that to be the case, but it's a playful way of saying it. But what women have a, a greater awareness of the need for reciprocity, mm -hmm. which means if you do something for me, I should do something for you. And I want mm -hmm. to do something for you. Okay. So if you give me a hundred dollars, I want to give you a hundred dollars. Okay. I'm not yeah. going to go broke that way, but let's say you give me $50 and I give you a hundred dollars. Now what happens is yeah. you feel like you're out of balance. You're, yeah. You're and so you're tanking your estrogen, your yeah. estrogen's going down. That's right. That's right. So as you, whatever you give, that's your testosterone side, that's your male side. You have to balance it with your estrogen side. So if you're too far on your male side, it means you're giving more than you're getting. Okay. And so this, the, uh, so here's, oh my gosh, John, this is so good because I, once I understood hormones for food and fasting and uh, what goes through, women go through when they go through menopause, I was like, if men and women understood the menopausal journey from hormone perspective, I think a lot of marriages could be saved. And what I'm hearing after 40, your estrogen, a woman's estrogen is going down and it'll decline for 15 years. So correct me if I'm wrong, men listening, I'm thinking that what a woman with declining estrogen needs is more nurturing, more giving, more things that make her feel good. And if you do that, your relationship will be better if you're in a heterosexual relationship. Well, let, let me just say that men have to learn that and women have to learn that because women who've gone through menopause don't give themselves permission to ask for help. Oh, well said. You yes. See, they've, 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 they've had life experiences, which increases confidence. I can do it myself. And if you haven't been getting the support you needed in relationships with men before, it just becomes more challenging because you've got this whole history of men forget to do things, men change, men lose motivation. I end up doing more. Why do I want a man in my life? It's like having another child. I'm done with that. <laughs> you know, right. It's, it's just see if, if and the same things apply to menopause just need to be, we have to become more expert at finding our balance because mm. our hormones aren't really controlling that they're not, the change of hormones isn't changing us so much. What I'm mm. saying is that when a woman's estrogen goes up, she will typically become more emotional and ask for more. Yeah. Now, if she learns how to ask, then they'll have a happier relationship as opposed to, I need more. I'm not getting it comes across as complaining. So it's, it's in those five days before ovulation where women will be most unhappy. They'll be most complaining if they don't have someone they trust. Yes. So, this, so this, 
This is where I think we can start saving marriages because uh, the other thing we know about declining estrogen is it makes you more insulin resistant, which is not fair for women because now she's holding on to weight more. Um, her energy goes down. She's feeling, and what I'm hearing from you is she's feeling unheard. So it's not the man's if, job. If she, get, if she doesn't know what she can get out of a man, first, she has to know how to get it. Otherwise she thinks I can't get it. And second, she has to be in touch with what she needs from a man, because if she's right. already very independent, what do I need a man for? Unless you yeah. have a higher level of knowledge that says the major super estrogen production is what women get out of therapy, which is they feel safe to express what's inside encouragement to get in touch with their feelings. And they don't know why, but I always feel better afterwards. And that's because when you are in touch with your need to talk. And then when you're talking evokes emotion, now you're producing huge amounts of estrogen. You'll feel a little extra estrogen just complaining, but that's one of those behaviors that ends up feeling, that ends up giving you some fulfillment for a moment. And then you go back to a worse situation. Just like with men, we know we've tested this biologically is that when men go to porn, they'll get a surge of testosterone, but then afterwards they go back to their baseline and mm. But over time, now we have to take two different studies. We know now that you can't even get a control group of a man who doesn't do porn. Okay. What? I, wow. That's crazy. where they do the studies is on, you know, college. Right. Kids. Yeah. Oh, okay. They can't find somebody who doesn't do porn. So they, we don't even have a control group for it. Crazy. Uh, it, it's quite, quite crazy. And, but here I am, I've been teaching this 50 years. I predicted 20 years ago that with the availability of porn, what you'll see is males' testosterone levels will go down. And they now, for all ages, the average male goes down 1% every year. So your 20-year-old is still going to go down 1% every year. Your 35-year-old, you're going to go down 1% every year. The Even back 20 years ago, we first started looking at these numbers. A 50-year-old man had half the testosterone he had as a young man. And... Uh, Mine were not that, and mine have uh, basically, since I started testing them, are 50% higher than when I was a young man. So there's, we don't have what studies on that because, well, I, I tell you what I'm doing. I'm doing, I'm consciously doing things to keep my testosterone up. There's Such nothing, more, there's nothing, well, <laughs> okay. It's, uh, I work hard, I'm happy on my own, and I'm monogamous, and my relationship is the most important thing in my life, but I can't give to that relationship if I don't also take the time I need for myself, which is I'm a hard worker. Mm. My, my virtue is to make a difference in the world. And part of that is because I'm very successful in making a difference. I mean, you don't mm -hmm. want to under, underestimate those books behind me. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, we don't. No, we know all about how you know, impactful I, they are. It, it, you know, sometimes I'd be in a bad mood. That means my testosterone's down. That means I encounter too much stress during the day. Stress for a man is moments where you don't feel completely in control of making a positive influence in the world. Okay. If there's something I can't, I, if I feel like I'm trying to solve somebody's problem, and this is when I was younger, I'd have counseling clients and I couldn't solve their problem. I get really, that'd be hugely stressful for me because I give them advice and they go, yes, but yes, but. Oh yeah. Eventually what I learned is I never give advice unless somebody is they're somewhat in balance with their hormones. Uh, it doesn't matter how good your advice is. If somebody is stressed, there's always going to be yes, but yes, but, and I know for many people, even as I'm talking, 
that people are writing out stress. <laughs> yes, but yes, but <laughs> depending on how. So level. that's tanking their hormones. That tanks always, their hormones. Yeah. Always stress. Oh my tanks gosh. Their hormones. I'm going to yes use that. and yes and and I'm a big yes and. I can disagree and everything, but I'll find something positive and look at it. And that's why I have so many different ways of solving problems. All these people will come to me with their problems. But the first thing, if it's a woman, what I, I will always make sure that I'm able to validate what she says. Now, nobody knows how to validate. This was a big word uh, uh, in the 90s where it started coming out. And the reason a lot of this stuff started coming out in the 90s, even in the 80s, it was... Uh, you don't bring me flowers anymore was a big theme of romance was a big deal. And then women gave up on romance. And then the next thing they could find was the communication. If you actually, if you feel communic, if you have good communication, your estrogen levels will shoot up. If you have mm. romance, they go even higher. So that's why women have more romantic feelings at ovulation. If they feel safe, see safety is oxytocin. Yes. And all those studies came out in the two thousands. I was talking about in the 1900s, but uh, that they, they finally, they did the research on it and they found that stress levels go down when oxytocin goes up, but actually stress levels don't go down in men when oxytocin is. Produced. Yeah. That's, you talked about that in the book and, and, and nobody will talk about that. Okay. Because they want to make, they want to see that we're all the same. So as you point out, they don't do a lot of research on women and all these no. things, but what they found out is that if you produce oxytocin, stress levels go down. But as we, as you say in your videos, and it's true, I'll say it as well. They're not testing what time of the month does oxytocin yeah. make their stress levels go down. Thank because you. Oxytocin doesn't cause progesterone <laughs> to go up. So yes, it's oxytocin helps your estrogen. A little oxytocin is fine, but too much oxytocin, too much safety does not promote the production of of progesterone. And there's research showing that when you make oxytocin, you're using up the fuel that would make your progesterone. So, but at wow. the time- Okay, so make, what What do you need for progesterone? This is this is golden. Mutual fulfillment. Okay, you're, you're, you're so there's, <clears throat> oxytocin is produced primarily, uh, a strong producer of oxytocin is non-physical touch, a non-sexual touch. So okay. if you can let someone touch you and be with you, like a massage, for example, is a super oxytocin producer. Between a husband and wife, uh, regular hugs, non-sexual hugs. Uh, you know, my wife complained in the beginning. She says, the only time you touch me is when you want sex. And I thought, what's wrong with that? And then I read a book <laughs> on hugs. So I became now a big hug teacher because uh, hugs, hugs produce, produce a lot of oxytocin. And so when you're feeling safe, then you can feel I can depend on you. And then you feel your needs. So it's really getting in touch with your needs Trusting you're going to get what you need to feel good produces estrogen. That's why overeating is you're hungry. As long as you're feeling some hunger, <laughs> as long as the food's filling you up, it's producing estrogen. And therefore, if your brain goes, eat more food, I'll get more estrogen. And that will produce more fat, Crazy. which also produces more estrogen. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, the cycle. So, okay, so go back to the progesterone. So the of that is listen yeah. to Dr. Mindy <laughs> to learn how to do intermittent fasting and fasting. It's very, very important for women. It's the most important thing. <laughs> Thank you. And and I was going to say, uh, add to your testosterone list, I hope you're intermittent fasting and or a 24-hour fast. They've shown 
Stone increases a man's testosterone by 2000%. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was the last thing you said? Because yeah, so progesterone, quickly. because this is a big thing. Testosterone. For men. testosterone. No, per, per, yeah, it increases testosterone. But I want to go back to fulfillment. What does that mean? Like if I'm PMSing or. No, no I'm I want to go back to what you just said. I want to underline that when a man oh. fasts for how long oh. it increases his testosterone. Yeah. 20, how long does he have to fast? 24 hours. 24 hours, it goes up 2000%. Uh, 13 hours, it goes up 1300%. So each hour you keep going, you're getting, men are getting more and more testosterone. <laughs> That's so great. I'm a major faster. That's also why I have 50% more testosterone. Than, yeah, th there you uh, go. I love it. If you ask me how I get that is I intermittent fast. I only eat one meal a day. Uh, I do drink a lot. I tease, I have coffee in the morning and then I drink teas throughout the day. And, uh, then I have a meal and that's it. Uh, and I will do a three day fast at least every month. I'll do oh, a, look at, every, every year I do a 30 day fast. Okay. What? And it's very great. important. If you do long fast, you have to exercise a lot. You know, people think, oh, I should rest. No, yeah. you need to, you need to produce energy in your body. You need to keep using that fat that you're burning off. So that's Amazing. my 30 day. And what I do is Amazing. even further. I do silence for 30 days. I put on a mask. I never see light Ooh. the whole time. Uh, and this is real folks. It's what your brain and a lot of people who are blind will tell you this happens for them is then you can actually see with another part of your brain, but uh, you can see the lines of the furniture. So I can walk through the house without having to, I go from one side to the other and I can see the line of the door. It's like a little white light on the table. I can see the white light. It's all there. My bot, my mind, remember it. Maybe it's remembering, or maybe it's feeling just the frequencies and turning it into light, That's but it's crazy. amazing. Your do, you mind, do you mind if I ask you how old you are? I'm 70. Yeah. You do not uh, look 70. Uh, well, people say that to me now, my wife died three, four years ago, but I have a new partner. And of course I'm still in the newness part of the relationship, which is definitely free testosterone, but I had, 70, <laughs> I, I, I had, uh, I had that before. Uh, and it's just compounded to another level. See, there's something not everybody wants to hear about sex. So I'll talk about that for just a moment. You can turn it off, but basically <laughs> too much sex lowers your testosterone. Not enough sex lowers your testosterone. Mm. Everything is finding the right balance. Just as, as women get older, I'll just throw this in as well with menopause, your, your hormone levels will go down, but your adrenal gland can still make the right hormones yeah. for you to be a healthy, happy, sexually active woman. Yeah. I know women in their late seventies, maybe beyond that, but I know one woman, 78 years old and her, her boyfriend is, is 70 years old. He's one of my friends. They have a lot of sex and uh, they protect they must be doing something right. Yeah. Well, to have a lot of sex, you have to be doing a different kind of sex for a man. As you, <clears throat> as you grow older and you're more balanced in your testosterone, estrogen, you're free from addiction. And then mm. you can learn how to have orgasms without ejaculating. Mm. So I have lots of sex, but I have orgasms without ejaculating as a younger man. I, I really couldn't do it. I didn't have somebody teach me how to do it. Now I teach you need a book on it. that. Have yeah, you written a book, a book on that? that? That's your next uh, book. I have the beginning book, which is of course on my, on my website, but then, and that's for the basics, but see, I couldn't teach the advanced things because people think you're too weird, but, or uh, they can't do it. You really just need instruction. The, the science I wanted to bring up in terms of men's testosterone and also women's estrogen. These are two things. The science only shows the testosterone side, but I'll give you the, uh, my lifetime experience helping couples who lose interest in sex. Okay. Which is very, very common. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest estrogen producers for a woman is the anticipation of sex. 
particularly during the five days towards ovulation. Of course, the, and, and now the brain is associated with that, that as a younger person, you get automatic hormones that say estrogen is going up. And if I feel safe, I feel strong sex desire. Once you're, you're, uh, you go through menopause, you're not going to get that. I have strong sex desire unless sex itself is something that promotes high estrogen for you. So this is, let me, it's a pacing, you know, we're talking about going from zero to a hundred here and, yeah. <laughs> and there's so much in this. And above is, yeah. but the research now shows scientifically. See, I couldn't even talk about this, you know, for example, masturbation, everybody's, oh, it's good for you. It's fine to do. Why not do that and have more sex and you'll be happier and so forth. Well, the research shows that if you ejaculate on Saturday, say with your partner, and you don't have sex, or at least the man does not ejaculate for six days. On the seventh day, his testosterone will increase 50%. Oh, so he, he, has, he shouldn't masturbate. Oh, definitely not. What What about women? And just before I, we I did, the topic. I, before you, we, we go so far yeah. with this. I love I, your question. But let me just finish that one point. Yeah, yeah, please. If you, if you ejaculate once in the week, if you're a man on the same day, so you, at least if you have six days, seven days in between, on the seventh day, your testosterone levels go up 50% consistently. Now, crazy. So, you know, you get married and you get the flush of new love. Of course, you have more sex because you have more dopamine because there's newness. But then you settle down. You don't have that spark. And all you have to do is have sex twice a week, which everybody tries to do to be acceptable by everybody else. That means your testosterone levels, if you look at the norm, the norm in America until sex stops is twice a week. You know, people used to ask me, how much sex do you have? As you know, I wrote a book on sex. I said, once a week, oh, not enough. I said, why well, go for quality, not quantity? <laughs> I'm very in tune with what my body needs. And and <laughs> so I know how I felt basically. I just right. look how did I feel? And how did I feel if I went with that? It's kind of like intermittent fasting when it comes to sex. And what about women? What about women? It, it's the same thing. Nobody's done the research on this. And so keep in mind the sexual practices as they are today, with a lot of masturbation going on everybody's going down, down, down if you're masculine. Okay. And the average 50 year old man has half the testosterone a young man. I'm 70. It's 50% higher. It's so I, every day I'm ready cool. for sex and almost do every day, twice a day. Cause I'm slightly retired. So I have more time. <laughs> you know, if I was raising kids, I don't have time for that. So now I want to know another thing that happens is hard for men not to masturbate because they're addicted to it's, it's cocaine. Basically the dopamine rush you get from masturbation is much higher than being with a woman. You see, when you're make are with a stranger, it's higher. Uh, it's the fantasy. It's the highest. And, but with a woman, you see, if she's having, if she's having sex with you, it's because she appreciates you. She likes you. There's some love there. There's, there's physical connection. There's female energy. So to have sex with a woman means your estrogen levels are going to go higher than with a stranger. That estrogen going higher keeps your dopamine and your testosterone from going off the chart. See, whenever okay. you're in a woman, this is in a woman, just no, so we're clear man for now. This oh, it's in a man. man. Okay. Piece, and then we'll get to women. So once, okay. once the, if a man makes love, that means I love you. You're special to me. And you turn me on, not some fantasy. Not I, I watched a fantasy. Now I want to go have sex with my wife. No, it's she, her body raises my testosterone and my estrogen. Then if we climax together or at different times, but we both climax the research on that, there's research on that compared to masturbation. 
are compared to uh, a prostitute or compared to fantasy. It's all the same world. The, the research on that is when a man actually makes love, he knows the person, they love him, they like him, they have a history together. That's a married couple. They find that when married couples have sex, there's a hormone that gets produced in a man's body that doesn't get produced at other times. And that Ooh. hormone is prolactin. Oh. Now, prolactin is in a woman's body is associated with, with breastfeeding yeah. and so forth. Well, for a man, when prolactin is produced, it inhibits his desire for sex. Oh, that's that doesn't sound like it helps the marriage. Well, it's actually inhibits his desire for sex for six days. <laughs> oh, per, uh, biologically perfect. So he it's can biologically perfect. So see, men are addicted to sex and a single man should be interested in sex. It would cause evolutionary wise. If you haven't found a woman who loves you, you should keep looking. And it's the sex drive that causes men to keep looking. But when you want you found the right person who loves you, your body then produces prolactin and inhibits lust from searching for one woman after another to another. And as soon as you start masturbating as your male, you're increasing your addiction to, to, to sex as opposed to having a natural desire for sex once a week. So if you want to keep your man, then you need to make sure that you have love, you make love once a week. So once he can week. get prolix. Because yeah. they also found that if you go seven, six days, seven days without ejaculating and, and don't have sex on the seventh or eighth day, that your testosterone never goes up 50% until you go six days and you have crazy and you have sex. So sex, regular sex is very important. It doesn't have to be spectacular sex. It needs to be some form of intimacy, <laughs> physical, because that that that's always going to go in waves. Yeah. Okay, everything moves, going waves, and right. but there needs to be that physical, special intimacy with someone that you love, and you're naked. In a sense, you're naked, and what allows you to be naked in the bedroom in a healthy relationship is you can be naked in your mind and in your heart, and then in your body. Yeah. And the For most sure. important okay, thing but- for women's estrogen is to be naked in your emotions. And that's what I was getting at before mm. the old traditional things that produce estrogen, like nurturing and cleaning your house, taking care of your children. Children is different because they're producing estrogen in you. But even still, if you're working all the time, there's just so much pressure to do nurturing things. There's not enough time. It produces testosterone, but there is something mm-hmm. which is the superpower technique to raise your estrogen, which is to be completely naked in your mind and heart to someone who loves you. That is so true. And there's an art to doing that because usually when women don't have emotional intelligence and realize that their emotions are something that is within them and they can change those to positive, but they can depend on their partner to change those emotions, but not by having him change his behavior or change anything about him, but to get him to listen and understand and hear you, which is what a therapist does but your husband is not a therapist. I became a champion (laughs) because I'm a therapist. I get paid for this. (laughs) I've learned to do it. My livelihood is based on it. So I got to apply that to my wife and have an amazingly orgasmic wife because that high estrogen has to occur. And what's so interesting that separates women from men and women from animals is that women only, uh, only can be sexually aroused at the time. uh, They can be sexually aroused at any time if they're in a safe environment, enough estrogen or progesterone is being produced in her body. Animals can't do that. You see, they just had that cycle has not, they can think different things, but it doesn't matter their body when it's, when they're ovulating, then they want to have sex. Well, if a woman has high estrogen, just double her estrogen on a date. And she wants to have sex at any time of the month, even on her period. If you're, if you're and you, do, and you, 
you double her estrogen by letting her like love on you, showing her how much you care for her, yes, nurturing yes, yes. her. And we're not, we're, that's a whole nother talk. You know, if you want to have me back, how to do all that, but we're just understanding hormones. Now the necessity for women being able to feel safe to express how they feel. Now I'll just, it doesn't mean she can just say whatever she's thinking and feeling she has to do it appropriately. So he doesn't feel blamed. If he feels blamed, mm -hmm. <laughs> then mm -hmm. he will go into low testosterone. His okay. estrogen will go up. He'll become defensive. He'll go into fight or flight. That's why women say he always wants to solve the problem or argue with me. What, he wants to try to build his testosterone back up. Once men learn that by saying nothing, but asking questions, you're actually helping her feel better. You don't have to give a solution to help her feel better. <laughs> ah, like, so you don't, so ask her questions. Don't give her the solution. Oh, oh, and you, you the three questions. Just let her talk. It's not just let her talk. You can destroy relationships. If a woman just starts blaming you. Okay. His testosterone will go down, down. It's literally, he gets a bruise and he shuts down. It's you see, just it's validating what she's saying. And it's hard in the beginning of training. I can do it because I'm a trained person here. I know that if I can, if I cannot react in a negative way when my wife's upset and complaining about me, and there weren't that many complaints either, but when she was complaining about me, to not react with an excuse, but to say, help me understand that better and tell me more. Mm. And what else? Those are questions we ask as therapists. We don't jump in with solutions, we give women a chance to talk. And if you validate their emotions, this is really key. If you can validate her emotions, her stress level dramatically goes down. If you don't validate her emotions and you just listen to whatever she's saying and agree with her, uh, that can be somewhat validating. But the reality is, if a woman is complaining about a man, it's hard for her to him to agree that she is thinking clearly. <laughs> right. Yeah, because he's not going to be like, how can I help you? <laughs> like He's well, going to fight back. He's going to defend himself because yeah. unless he shows up as uh, successful in making her happy, his testosterone will go down. And now she's just pointing out, you didn't do this. You didn't do this. How can I trust you? Why can't you do this? You should have said, you know, all the little pet peeves, which we call complaining or nagging. Okay. All of those things are knocking his testosterone down, down, down. And so Crazy. we need to have technology. That's my new book which is how to help men keep their testosterone up. A woman can help that happen. And a man can help keep her estrogen up. He can do that. And listening is one of the key factors. Romance puts it over the top. If you just do romantic things, think of a woman's estrogen having stages of going higher and higher. If she's at the lowest stage, anything you say, which is romantic, it means nothing. Mm -hmm. At the normal stage, helpful things start to become romantic. And then you do something a little special out of the ordinary, estrogen goes even higher. Romance takes you from feeling mm -hmm. good to feeling really higher, but listening can take you to feeling really good so that then almost anything you do as a man is somewhat romantic. You know, oh my gosh, like, this is golden. <laughs> so, and I didn't even know that until my daughter, Lauren, who teaches a class to women only on all these factors, how to bring out the best in a man. And so we're writing, we're writing this course online, hasn't come out, but this is understanding men. That's what it's called. Mm. And, it, and you have to understand men's cave, men pull away, how to get them to come back without going in his cave. That's one aspect of it. And so Lauren says, yes, when I do this, he comes out of the cave and he's always romantic. And I said to her, well, he is, because I'm not always romantic when I come out of the cave. I'm just normal. Right. And what does he do? He says, oh, he'll just go and start cleaning the kitchen or, or empty the trash. And I said, that's romantic. Of course, that's romantic. Dad. Oh, yeah. No, it's super romantic. Clean but the if kitchen. A woman, <laughs> see, if a woman is stressed 
and he does those things, she'll say, well, he should do those things. I did this for him. Mm. You see the difference there? Yeah. It's only romantic when she's already feeling I'm getting the emotional support at a certain level. And then it becomes more romantic. Yeah. And it's so, also can be romantic in the beginning if it's novel and different. So that he occasionally does it. But uh, it's routine to do it. It's no longer anything. Oh my unless God. her estrogen levels are in a healthy place. Then whatever he does is she's special. She gets to feel the love between them. It's amazing. Once we understand the whole power of understanding each other's hormones and how to keep it up. So before we leave this conversation, I do want to just go back to, so what I hear with a man, if he okay. wants to, to get his testosterone up, you don't have sex for a week, but what about a woman? What if she wants to, what if she wants to improve her libido? What, what can she well, do or they do? I say how women ruin your libido. Every time a man- Say that again? How men ruin your libido. Okay. Libido how do they ruin is, our libido? Historically, women have a higher libido than men. Just to let you know that, okay? Particularly five days before ovulation, they had the highest libido. Historically, that's why in the Middle East, yeah. they cut off clitoris. Is men were afraid their wives would go off and have sex if he couldn't perform well enough. So if he loses interest in her, See? losing interest in her, her interest in him will go away. Her estrogen levels go down, her interest will go away. But a third thing is too much sex. Because what happens when he ejaculates, you know, as a woman, he always pulls away. There's always this detachment you feel. He turns over mm -hmm. the other side. So now basically his testosterone suddenly went way down. You experience an attachment, an orgasm. His was way up. Your estrogen's way up. It's a time where you connect the most. You, you sort of cling. You feel so much love. And then he takes it away. Yeah. That's a, so that's, a, that's a conditioned response that says, if I go to high estrogen, I lose him. These are biological responses that go on. We call it conditioning in psychology. So having sex with him is always going to mean he'll go away. And that's oh. a conditioning that slowly keeps you from opening up. When women say, I can't trust you, it's because men will pull their love away. And it's painful when you attach and somebody pulls away. So it's a gradual experience in your body of every time I open up to him, he pulls away. In several days, he's not as emotionally available to me. It's only when he wants sex that he's open to me. Mm. So part of you feels it's like a losing battle, but you can recondition. That's called conditioning. And then there's something called reconditioning. If every week he comes back with 50% higher testosterone, it tells your body he will always come back. So it reconditions you to always feel safe having sex because he will pull away, but he comes back with more. It's like he leaves, but he always comes back with more for me. But if he leaves and he doesn't come back with more for you, it slowly declines over time. She can't anticipate going to that high level because his testosterone so she, raises her estrogen. So, so bottom line, couples need to, heterosexual couples need to have sex once a week. At least. And they need to love each other outside the bedroom. And there's a lot of skills to that. It's a whole new way of having relationships today. Yeah. It used to be, you didn't have to see your husband that much. If you were hungry and you couldn't get a job, you didn't have education, your husband went out in the world and brought home food for you and the children. You needed that. You really needed that. So you had a lot of love for him. Yeah. And what about the what about the man that's married to the high powered woman who's type A? She comes home. He, he needs to nurture her, give to her. Oh, so this is because, you know, I think there's a lot of women in, that are in the workplace. They're career driven and it's affecting their relationships because they are doing so much testosterone activities during the day. What can a man do to support her when she comes home at night to bring her estrogen back up? Or what can she do to reboot that estrogen? That's called a relationship. And that's called being responsible 
for herself and then using her partner for extra. Think of men as Mm. dessert. If you can get your estrogen up to a normal level, then a man's going to be very willing to do the things I suggest. Prior to that, there's less motivation in him. So that's where we have to take personal responsibility. And nobody's taught us personal responsibility to raise estrogen. So we okay. talked about in the beginning is what there's two major things in, in the book. You know, I have all these big lists and all. Yeah, I love stuff. the list. The lists are great. amazing. My daughter says, dad, your, your lists are the best. Okay. They so, are really good. Agreed. Because okay. it really brings it into practic- practicality and, and not everybody's the same. So you have options to look at. But the, the basic short version of list is anything that you like to do that you don't have to do. Okay, just think about that. And even if it's something you have to do, you're producing adrenaline and you're a little stressed, then what you can even have a dialogue with yourself for a moment and just say, all right, I'm in my, my stress zone. This is self-awareness. I'm in my stress zone. I'm feeling I have to do this. And I do have to do this. However, why am I doing this? I'm doing this because it particularly so my family will have food on the table so that my children will be get their education they want. So that brings you back in your awareness of why you're doing what you have to do. And then you say, and therefore, it's an if then, it's a therefore, I want to do this for my children. So I want to do this mm. for my country. I want to do, you bring it into what you're wanting and, and that softens it. Because when you're doing what you want to do, you're on your male and female side. Okay, so, so if your female side in, that's a simple thing. It's not the big thing, but I just wanted to mention that one. Yeah. So if I come home from work and I want to sit on the couch and watch Netflix and drink a glass of wine, will that bring my testosterone or my estrogen up? Yeah, that will bring your estrogen up for sure. No question about it, but only so far. Uh, the thing that brings it up higher is relationship to a person who cares about you and mm. using them to see you, to hear you, just like you use the mirror when you wake up in the morning and comb your hair and you put on your makeup and you, you know, you use your people in your life, but your mirror is using your mirror to see yourself. Okay. Now what communication, there's four kinds of communication real quick. One's to solve problems, but another is just to lower your stress. And for women mm-hmm. talking is a way of lowering their stress. And it's more effective if they're, what they're talking about brings them greater awareness in terms of their emotions. Mm. It's being in touch with your emotions that uh, it really raises your estrogen. Just talking and being heard with somebody who agrees with you will produce oxytocin. You will feel safe and some stress will go down, Uh, but you're not really bumping your estrogen up a lot because often women get into these groups where they're complaining about men uh, and and everybody's agreeing with everybody. You're going to produce some estrogen. You're mainly you're producing more oxytocin and you'll feel I depend on that oxytocin. So you get some estrogen, but right afterwards it's gone. And you're, cause you're feeling like a victim. You just agreed. I'm a victim. Okay. I'm agreed. I'm powerless. Right. I'm agreed. So if you do something else, you can talk about a complaint you have in life and something bad happened. It's important if you're feeling it to talk about it, but then to validate it is to not necessarily agree with it but to agree with the emotion it produces. See, yeah. the, the world's not a terrible place. The world's a wonderful place and it's full of hope. But when we just focus on wow. our victimness, we tend to go into hopelessness and hopelessness suppresses estrogen. See, estrogen goes up when ah. I have hope. I can, I can have, I can have, I deserve to have, I will have. It's all part of hope. And when, when so you're in a relationship with a man, you don't know why nothing, you think if he was a woman and all the nice things I do for him, He'd be so nice to me, but you don't realize that what men need is different from what women need. <laughs> so that's right. a whole right. That's a whole nother thing. Okay. And then 
but sticking with what we were just talking about, I went over there, I even forgot what we were just talking about, which is emotional vulnerability for women is one of those powerful ways, doing what you love to do, nurturing activities, doing what you like to do, learning new things. See, when you're learning new things, you're depending on things that will increase your, your happiness and your well-being. Seeing a doctor, doing going to somebody for advice so that they'll help you with something you can't do for yourself. Because once you can do it for yourself, you're now making you're not making a lot of estrogen. So taking classes mm -hmm. and taking classes in dance is a big for some women, massive estrogen levels. Uh, the the uh, singing classes, uh, anything which is personally expressive, being personal about things for some women, it's wearing outfits is a big estrogen producer. Uh, for um, it's crazy uh, putting on makeup, by the way, is a huge estrogen producer. It makes anybody who puts on a mask feel safe. <laughs> I think wearing dark glasses right. is an estrogen producer. I mean, it's amazing all the little things in life that we're drawn to, particularly for women. Why you'll see more women looking at the cosmetics counter than men, okay? Because it's a mask that you put on that helps protect you. You feel safe, which then allows you to open up to look at, okay, I can depend on other things to make me happy, as well as my dark glasses and my makeup and so forth. And so that's a dynamic of all producing estrogen. And that's good estrogen. 10 times yeah. more estrogen, if I can just poetically say it, is what women get out of therapy. And therapy is just a good therapy. It's just somebody validating your emotions. So I, I know the whole therapy world. Some people go to therapy and their lives never change. There's whole books written about this. And they often say only the first six sessions produce change. And after that, it just stays stuck. And that's because the therapist is getting to know you and not ready to give you solutions. You see, giving ah. people solutions does not giving women solutions is not going to lower their stress levels. It just increases what they can do to solve the problem, which is testosterone. And not that you don't need that, but you need first to open up your female side, which is talking about the problems in your life, the things that are making you uncomfortable, things that are stressing you out, things that are pressuring you, things that make you upset. Once you, you talk a little bit about that, then you have to bring it to the emotions. And most therapists don't do that. They just let you talk. Mm. If you're stressed, it's because you're in your head and you're not in your emotions. Emotions produce estrogen. They're your most powerful. Happiness is an emotion producing estrogen. Love is emotion producing estrogen. Anger is an emotion producing estrogen. You just don't want to get addicted to the negative emotions. But often if you feel your negative right. emotions, it will lead you to your positive emotions. And that's called emotional intelligence. It's hard to go from feeling angry and frustrated to feeling I'm so happy and grateful. Although it's a good practice to do, but there's actually a whole journey you can go through to make it right. very efficient. And that's called emotional intelligence. And all my books explain the levels of emotion. If ever you're frustrated, for example, you're only frustrated because you had an expectation that wasn't met. That means you're disappointed. If you're anybody who's angry, they're also afraid. You, if you're not afraid of feeling insecure, then what do you have to fight for? You know, just, okay, I'll take some time right. with you. I'd understand your point of view. But if somebody's angry, a man's angry, and you say, well, you know, you're just afraid. I'm not just afraid. Are you kidding? That's because we don't have emotional intelligence to realize that you can't have one negative emotion without all these others. And if you see right. basically four, it's simple. It's trust. And if you stay in your prefrontal cortex, it's you share your husband, share and put it practice called Venus talk. Oh, honey, I'm so happy to see you. And so what is it? He said, oh, I just want to talk about my day for 10 minutes. You don't have to say anything and you'll see I'll feel better just being able to talk about it. So, okay, what do you want me to do? Nothing. Just look at me, nod your head. That's the beginning stage. 
Don't say anything. Don't fix anything. Don't solve anything. And trust that I'm going to feel better just doing this. And I don't need any help on that particular thing. I need your help just because I want to talk about it. So that's kind of the way you'd frame the conversation. And that's called a Venus talk. Only 10 minutes, I promise you. Okay, I can do that. Then you start out by looking at, okay, today, what was frustrating for me? And you talk about that. There was so much traffic today, or I got there and they hadn't even done the work and I had to pick up the slack. Try to keep it short. That's what's frustrating you. What are you disappointed about? Well, most women never get to the disappointment. They'll just stay at the level of blame and frustration. Oh, it's so disappointing because, you know, I, when I started this job, everybody was supportive of me. Now it's like, I'm so competent. I do everything and now I can't relax. It's like, look, everybody looks to me for everything. So I said, just, that's a disappointment. The tone of disappointment, you know, it's not really the ideal setting for me right now. Then you go to your concerns and worries. And I'm concerned it's just going to get worse. You know, I'm concerned that I'm going to burn out. I have to change another job. I always tend to do this. I give more than I get. And then I burn out. And I don't want to be there. And then the last one, this is the best one with your husband. And I'm so, I feel so embarrassed that it's really me. It's me who takes on all these projects and I'm over here blaming everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or it could be, I'm so embarrassed because I got, I blurted out and got upset with so-and-so. I don't want to do that. You know, whatever's embarrassed. Embarrassment is pure vulnerability. And you'll see people's face gets a little red when they're embarrassed because the blood flow goes to the brain. It's the most powerful, positive emotion to produce estrogen is that I'm so embarrassed. But you, you have to have all of them. You see, they're all there. That's called emotional intelligence. And then w- what's behind those emotions is your passion. And your passion is what do you want? So then you just think, you know, a perfect world. I wish this. I want this. I hope this. So it's a little positive what I want or what I would like or what I wish. This is, is going into what, what are your expectations, hopes, whatever. Just a little bit of what I wish is or what I want is. Then you took about seven minutes to do that. Now you've got the last few minutes to say what I'm grateful for, mm. what I'm happy about, and what I what I'm what I'm hopeful for, and what I'm proud of. Those are your four positive emotions that are a balance of those negative emotions. And you can do this in like you can learn to do it in two or three minutes. And any <sighs> and but with your partner, you want to take at least ten minutes because every time he hears an emotion and doesn't try to in push it down. He doesn't push it down. See, every time a man's solving your problem, when you're upset, he's pushing down your emotions. He's saying, you don't need to feel that way. I'll do this for you. Or you're look, you're overreacting to this situation. You just say, you know, honey, if he, if he's a guy who said you're overreacting, you say, I just need 10 minutes to overreact. In the old days, they say, I just need to vent my feelings. And, and that if you're with somebody venting your feelings, who's whatever you say is what you feel, not necessarily an emotion. You're just expressing, I feel like nobody likes me at work or it's too hard work and I'm not getting paid enough. That's expressing your feelings. There's no, there's estrogen being produced, but the problem doesn't go away and your stress doesn't go down so much. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you get the validation and particularly with a man. Now see a man can't validate the way you're thinking about a situation because you think about situations in a different way. Like if you're saying, Oh my my uh, my stockings tore. You know he has no experience of that, <laughs> right? Are <laughs> my shoes are these high heel shoes are driving me crazy? You know he has no experience of that. The reality is he looks through life through a different set of glasses. Okay, the things <laughs> that cause him to be stressed are a bit different from you, particularly <laughs> if you're overwhelmed. He's going to be thinking, cool it. You know it's not so important. Just you know, some men will say, let's just watch TV. Or it, what I did in the beginning of marriage was, why don't we just go have sex and forget all our problems? Yeah. Men can forget. Women need to remember and share 
And if you remember, and then look at what emotion that causes inside, just briefly, just mm. tap in, become emotionally intelligent. What's going on inside of me? Check in. And I just want to check in and share it with you. Now mm. I teach men to do this, but to do it alone. Mm. Okay, so men, yep. If you're independent, you're always making testosterone. And if you're really upset, first do something that will raise your testosterone up, which you know, I can go drive my car. I can meditate. I can go play tennis. I can go jog. I can lift weights. Anything fast. That, something. Or I can fast for sure. That's a great one. My testosterone goes up. Then I take time to do emotional process and say, okay, what was I feeling? It's sort of in past time. Mm-hmm. What was I angry about? Or what was I feeling hurt about? What was I scared of? Or and you try to bring those emotions up to the prefrontal cortex emotions, which are frustration, disappointment, concern, and embarrassment. Powerful emotions, and then come back. Just get in the habit of it. You know, yeah. everybody says, take a journal and write what you're grateful for. Such an important thing to do, but often not the whole story. You've yeah, got to first embrace that. the negative, then you move to the positive. And that's what our brain's designed to do. The prefrontal cortex, when we're in our human self, not our conditioned self, our, our instinctive self, but the human part of us is the prefrontal cortex. It's the only part of us is different from an animal primarily. And the left side is when you're optimistic and the right side is when you're pessimistic. Okay. So pessimistic is looking at danger and that can be addictive. Ironically, looking at the positive is not addictive. There's always a bias towards for survival to look at the negative. Anytime you're under stress, you go to the negative. And when you go to the negative, oh it becomes gosh. addictive and you actually grow neural pathways. So that anytime there's any discontent inside, you go right to the problems out there rather than And you can't get out of feeling unhappy unless you change the outer world. What we want to do is when you're unhappy, you you can change the outer world, but first change yourself so you feel good, recognize what the problems are, and then solve them. So that's your your optimistic side and your pessimistic side. You want to exercise both so then you can move through life balancing your hormones that way by seeing, yeah, there's problems. And yes, it's not as bad as I think. And how what we can do about it. Yeah. So, okay, one last. Last thing though, I, I want to go back to progesterone because she's my favorite hormone and I lost her in the four, in my forties. So what I heard you say is any activity that's going to make you fulfilled is going to bring up a woman's progesterone. And there's a little difference. Okay. Yes. So that is any activity that is fulfilling where you're depending on something uh, to support you. That's more estrogen. Progesterone is when it's reciprocal like playing cards was shown to uh, reading, reading, a bo- reading books and discussing it together, uh, talking about problems at the workplace together with somebody who relates to you. So it's a mutual so collaboration. It's, a it's collaboration. like a collaboration. When you're interacting with someone in a non-testosterone producing way, you're making progesterone. Ironically, the very chemical that your body, your adrenal gland makes is progesterone. And the way your body makes testosterone is to you, you to convert your progesterone into testosterone. So the more you're in your testosterone mode, the less progesterone you yes. can make. That's why we have social rituals, eating together, conversations together, uh, events together, talking together. Uh, you know, I was, I remember even in a social repressive country, I was in, in, in uh, Saudi Arabia and they, it's hot there. So at night they go to the restaurants and they're all under the stars. I was at a restaurant where over a thousand people were there at tables under the stars and not one family had their fo- cell phone on. So that was one of the ways they handled their happy and they all looked happy. Not that they they had this perfect lives or anything, but they created these social 
situations and the mm-hmm. women were talking to the women the men were talking to the men. It was all just natural, but there were no cell phones and they all have cell phones. Now go to an American restaurant. You'll see everybody looking at their cell phones. It's like crazy. We're non-relating oh, to each gosh. other. We're losing our relatedness. We're, we're addicted to the electronics and social media and all those things. And all of those addictions inhibit natural hormone production. They all in the same category. Wow. So you just have to minimize them and you wow. go back to nature and natural things, easy going, no pressure. That's your primary estrogen producers. And for men, pressure is good sometimes. And then non-pressure, they need to be challenged, stress, and that to be challenged to overcome is progesterone produced testosterone. It goes up for that. But if you don't have enough confidence, meaning you don't know what's going to happen, you think maybe you're going to fail, all that stuff happens. Then what happens is cortisol goes up. And for a man, his testosterone goes down. And for a woman, when cortisol goes up, her testosterone goes up to whatever extent she can make it. And her estrogen goes down. Crazy, crazy, amazing, amazing. amazing. And how perfect it is when you can have, you can share what's inside, particularly with men who typically women think half the world doesn't understand me because the other half of the world, because they're a woman does understand you. And they agree with you as a man to teach validation, how I can validate with my wife when I don't fully relate to everything she's experiencing is by simply going, saying statements like that must be so frustrating. I can always relate to the emotion of frustration. And and actually men become more aware of their own personal feelings and emotions by listening to a woman uh, be in touch with her emotions. And just by being there for her, his testosterone goes up. He doesn't need to talk to somebody else about his emotions. If he has a woman, Mm. he has those emotions and he can listen to her. So what I want as a man is to be able to stay in my male side. This is, I kept my testosterone of all those, you know, other guys is going down. The sex thing was a big part of it. My wife's appreciation for me, a big part of it. Being successful is a big part of it. But I know a lot of successful men who have very low testosterone. Okay. They actually mm-hmm. they have high testosterone at work and they come home and they crash. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Enough. you have to have success in your relationship. And anybody who comes to me in counseling who has a problem with relationship, first I validate, then I point out to them how they're making their problem worse. <laughs> and they just don't know how they make it worse. That's where we have to understand these new emotional needs that both men and women have. The man today needs emotional support to motivate him to be the man he was in the beginning. Women need emotional support to bring forth the happy person she was in the beginning. And we can first start with ourselves and then we can help each other out. Oh, um, this is this will change relationships. I know you know this, but I can't wait to bring it to my community. So right. Right. thank you so much for spending so much time with me. I do have one question that I ask all my guests. So yep. I want to make sure that I, I finish with this. Do you have a gratitude practice? And if so, what is it? And oh. I'll, I'll add another piece to that, which is what what is one thing you're grateful for? I'm grateful to your message to the world that men Thank and women's you. hormones are different and fasting is so important. And when women can fast, it's Thank so, you. so important. I just think more than ever in the world, we need cleansing. We need the fasting besides the Thank hormonal you. production that happens. It's just so, so important. Uh, we have these, these toxins from our environment are called hormone disruptors. And that alone will cause your hormones to go out of balance. And one additional thing we didn't say about the women who are menopausal and beyond menopause, once your ovaries stop making that estrogen, you don't need as much estrogen. Keep that in mind. What you need is the right balance Mm. of estrogen and testosterone. That's your key. Your tendency is to fling right over your testosterone side because it's so easy to go there. Well, nobody's going to help me. I'll do it myself. 
And so if you're married and you're in a relationship, just get in a relationship if you're not, because that's your major estrogen supporter in life. It's a it's mm. major, it, it, that's the one that can make it go so high through the romance, but first it happens to the emotional fulfillment. And in there, uh, there's a little game. I know we're going over time. Actually, that's okay. I, have, I, have I'm couple, good. I know I have a couple of minutes okay. left before my next uh, interview. Um, yeah. Uh, our client actually. Um, it's called the, this is something anybody can do for hormone balance. Okay. It's, it's called genie in a bottle. It's between a man and a woman. Okay. So you have a, you have a woman when the, one of the big estrogen producers for women, besides being able to share and feel validated is the other one is being able to ask for help and get it very important. Mm. Now the way estrogen works, every act of love to support me has the same score as every big act of love or little act of love, it all has the same reaction to estrogen. Okay. So I bring you 50 roses, estrogen spires. Oh, so beautiful. I bring you one rose, almost the same estrogen response. So save your money. <laughs> it's just become more efficient as men do lots of little things. Like I get four hugs a day as a religion. Uh, when before I leave, I come home before bed, after morning, going, coming, uh, saying good night. And somewhere else I do my other, I get up in the morning, I give my hug. I don't know why I'm forgetting this right now. Uh, when I come back, there's, there's a hug. And when she goes to bed, there's a hug and there's always a hug somewhere in between. And during that, one of those hugs, I always say some compliment about her. I love you so much. You're so beautiful. I'm so lucky to be with you. My life is a dream because of you. You make everything wonderful for me. These are little nothings, but they all score as big as a thousand dollar check. Uh, it's on an estrogen Crazy. level. Men don't know that. They think making money will make you happy. And if you're hungry, the money will make you happy until you have plenty of food. And then it does nothing. Crazy. Okay. So we, the emotional needs have now become the most important thing. And for women, lots of little acts of love score big. Now, asking is paradoxically asking for something instead of him doing it automatically, asking with full trust that he's going to do it even produces more to estrogen. So you practice asking. So this is called genie in a bottle. It takes 10 minutes. Any man will do something. I just, when you have a chance, I just need 10 minutes. Would you help me? Yes, I will. Okay, I'm, I want to finish this show. That's fine. Go ahead. This is not an emergency, but I need your help. And then what, I, what do you need? Well, I want to play genie in the bottle. And practically in the beginning, once a week is enough for this. But it's a powerful way to balance your hormones. So for 10 minutes, you already know the rules of it. He's going to say, whatever your request is, your wish is my command. It has to be something he can do in 10 minutes. So maybe you say, oh, would you clean up the kitchen? It's such a mess. He's Absolutely. I'll do it right away. Happy to do it. Just like he's like a, a maitre d' of the best restaurant. Oh, Dr. Gray, you're here again. We got your special table. I have a big tipper. Are you flying first class? They all come at you on a long flight. Oh, is there anything you need? I'll be happy to do it. Just ring this little buzzer. I'll be right there. <laughs> so you're the maitre d'. I love you're this game. This is a great game. A great game. He's a <laughs> genie in the bottle. So you, he, can, he can do this for 10 minutes. You see, this is like, I'm going to play that role up. Whatever you ask, I'm going to get on it right away. Yes, ma'am. Happy to do it. So glad to do it. So now women, the most popular thing women do in their 10 minutes is they'll often say, well, I'd like you to give me a foot massage. And now that's only one point. But each time you ask and he responds, it's another oh. point of estrogen. So you say, okay, first thing I'd like you to, oh, Jeannie, would you run to my room and get my lavender? He runs to the room and gets the lavender. He runs. That's an extra point. He comes back with the lavender. He says, now I'd like you to take off my right shoe. He takes off the right shoe. Oh, happy to do that. And left, it's like a game. Oh, happy to do that. Now take off my socks. Oh, happy to do that. Now massage my right foot. 
with the lavender oil. I love it so much. Mm, this feels so good. Now would you do my left or would you do my toes now? See, the this more sounds amazing. ask for, doesn't matter how big the response is, just immediate and right away what you're doing. Every time you're asking and getting, you're producing estrogen. It's an amazing thing, which it takes you out of the mistrusting Ooh. place where women go to, well, does he still love me? Is he offering to do things for me? See, that's a, it is an estrogen producer. If you happen to magically know what she's thinking and needing at that time, and you have the motivation to do it because men are always holding back. Do I really have to do it? Because have to is what produces testosterone. <laughs> Get to is estrogen. So oh my now gosh. to play the rules of the game. And so here's how you could ruin the game is let's say he's washing the dishes for you. And while he's over there washing the dishes, you're like now ironing clothes. Okay. You can't do anything for yourself. You're dependent on him totally. So that's a, sometimes we'll couples will have him feed her. I used to do that in my workshops when people would eat there. And, but the, the, he's washing the dishes. Then the mistake a woman would make is just, and now would you always keep the kitchen clean? Okay. And never, oh, for, yeah, keep, they yeah. take that as a moment, a teaching moment oh. or, or go beyond that. No, it's just right there. I have an ache in my foot and I need you to massage it. So to speak, it's something he can do. And he doesn't have to ever do again unless you ask him. It's such good training and it teaches, it brings back that motivation spark inside of him and it awakens inside of her that feeling you have when you got together where you don't have to ask. Everything just happens for you magically. That is estrogen going up. And wow. either way, estrogen will go up. And more powerful is you have an integration of masculine and feminine because when you're on your male side, you're asking and your female side is a part of you that's wanting to help, is depending. So the immature woman can't ask. The mature woman is on her male side because you're a boss. You're asking all the time. You're directing. Right. I want you to do this. And I, now I want you to do this, just like you're the boss. And then at the same time, it's little things. And you're and it's all where you're depending on him for your happiness. It feels so good. Or I feel so relieved. I'm so happy. Oh, I got to take a bath while you did the dishes for me. That's so wonderful. Although you couldn't do that in 10 minutes, but you could start your bath then. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm good. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to raise your testosterone by telling you that the world needs you to keep talking about this because yeah. I have no doubt you are saving relationships. Oh. So. Well, maybe we should do another one on behavior skills of women and men to increase. Now we've sort of covered the basics. We can get into how to ask and get the support you need, what to do when men go to their cave to rebuild your estrogen. Yes. Because see, yes. when men pull away, women go after him thinking that if we connect again, we'll get estrogen. <laughs> no, let him go. You're, you're, let him go and know where you go that will produce your estrogen for you. It's kind of like if when I'm fasting, if I get hungry, I go right to a glass of water. And I also do another one, yeah. which is lemon and honey. It, it, that takes away my hunger completely. Amazing. amazing. Well, I will have you back. Yeah, I will take okay. you up on All this right. was such a joy. You saw the smile on my face. Oh, like, I get it. I get it. And yeah. I feel with you, what you're doing, the recognition of hormones is so, so significant in life. As well as fasting, a big part of my life. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is.